How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Go. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore and love. Hello, and welcome to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Episodes. The podcast all about how to lose a guy in 10 days, the 2003 rom-com classic. Uh, joining me today, I'm George, by the way. I'm not just, uh, you know, the guy or who cursed before. I don't know who that is. Maybe Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Um, yeah, uh, to my left is Megan Costello. She is here. She is with us. I'm here and I'm queer. Hello. And on my other left is, because everyone here is super left is uh, Liz Whitaker. <laughs> yep, just over here on the super left. Just hanging out. Bunch of hardcore left-wing dirtbags over here. No. Mm. No. no. Not a left-wing dirtbag. Uh, that is a no. distinction I will make. Fair enough. I will, I, will, I, will ride, I will ride that with you guys, for sure. Um, yeah, so we are here to talk about the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, 10 minutes at a time, versus our typical format, which is minute by minute. Uh, I am from the Mogwai Minute, Liz is from Mean Girls Minute, and Megan has made various appearances on other Minute podcasts, such as mm-hmm. Titanic Minute and mm-hmm. t- Titanic Minute. Yep, that's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been on there more than once, and she's done like a whole week, so girls, girls got cred. So we are in charge of bringing to you episode five. 46 minutes and 13 seconds into the movie, I think. we got to be like 50 minutes in if everybody's got 10 minutes, right? It feels about 50 minutes too long because this movie (laughs) is hot garbage. Uh, Megan, there you go. How long do you think this movie should be to convey the point it's trying to convey versus the length of time it actually takes? It could be a Super Bowl commercial, so two (laughs) minutes Here, here, let me let me pitch it to you. Uh, Battle of the Sexes, audience doesn't buy it, end of scene. <laughs> Liz, what do you think? Uh, I have a note that says, I hate everything about this. I will let you infer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to crap all over everything because no one likes to hear someone just raging about something that they hate. Uh, you know, I'm over that. If I needed that, I could turn on Fox News, but... Um, yeah, this movie is, uh, real hard to stomach and 2003 watching it feels like 1973 and that was way before I was born. Uh, so I had a really hard time just even watching these 10 minutes. It was rough. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting how it doesn't seem to, it, 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 I feel like this movie was attempting to be progressive in 2003, but moving now we are, how we are now, 15 years later, it feels so archaic and trite and pandering and silly and and uh, and i'm not like trying to like crap on it just for the sake of crapping on it i think for the just because of where we are in in the world at the moment this movie has lost all relevance well yeah i mean i'd agree go ahead liz sorry i was just gonna say for starters who reads fashion magazines anymore (laughs) what are (laughs) magazines anymore what is that i don't know don't you, I mean? Don't you mean e-zines or uh, a number of things you can get <laughs> from sorry, digital places on the library? I'm sorry. Are you one hundred? The library app. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, zines. <laughs> Someone's fashion blog. There we go. It's like a YouTube channel now. She would be a fashion like e blogger though. You're right. If this was yeah, attempted she... to be remade right now, that would be her. She'd her work job. at Refinery Twenty Nine. Yeah, she would. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So so just just a quick recap. We start this chunk with her fake watching sports or her real watching sports in the kitchen of the Indian restaurant while she fakes not liking sports in the in, with him so that she can appear to be not interested in things that he would be interested in because that would mean that, you know, he would like her. And, she and then we close it out. Drag yeah. on the dinner too, right? To basically put him in misery. Yeah. yeah. So he, he can't see the game because that's you know that's how women manipulate men is to depriving them of the things they love. That's correct. And then we clo- we close out ten minutes later with uh, a a beginning of a hard discussion about a baby book that um, she has contacted his mother to help assemble, and obviously going across many social lines given the length of time they have been together. Yeah, you forgot the dick stuff in between. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in between, we get a uh, whole uh, penis naming uh, apparatus. There's uh, a dog that pees on a pool table, which is some symbolic. Some, mm-hmm. Two different pool masculinity, tables. Masculinity, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that dog is He's a peer. hydrated. Dog's got a UTI. Then, Someone should take it to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also get the big segment where he has this great a label reveal for the marketing campaign that will pursue everyone until the later latter part of the movie. So yeah, so fakes liking sports. Oh look, I I except in the kitchen with with uh, with uh, with the cooking staff. You know the dishwashers. You know we'll get them next time. And uh, yeah, so that. But then she immediately bungles that because they get back to his apartment. He swings his TV around because that's necessary. And <laughs> you gotta have that. Pivoting, uh, oh, so arm. he can watch from the couch or the pool table, whatever. Anyway, Ooh, yeah. and she they're watching the they're watching the replay and she biffs it by saying too bad he missed that shot, which what? What? OK. And then she further forgets the act she's playing because she makes some statement about. I don't know who the player was. Always missing from the he top of the key. He always misses from the top of the key. Yeah. How many people who don't know anything about basketball or enjoy basketball know what the top of the key well, even is? I, mean, I don't know what the top of the key is. I was going to say, do either of you know what the top of the key is? I I may have learned what it was from this movie. Yeah, I know what it is because I played basketball for like ten years. She, nice. She shouldn't. Liz, you. <laughs> she shouldn't know what it is. You are masculine. If she t- <laughs> you. Liz, you're a masculinity expert on this podcast. So, I guess. Uh, what's the top of the key? Oh, well, see, you know how there's lines painted on a basketball court? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, yep. a, there's a basket at, at each end, and at the end where the yeah. basket is, there's usually like a painted rectangle, and then there's like a yep. half circle on top of the rectangle. The corner yep. where the half circle and the rectangle meet, that's the top of the key. Oh, mm. gotcha. it looks is the, the thing that looks like a sickle. What should it's just a right angle? Oh, it's not the rounded part. <laughs> See, I don't. Well, it's know the, the it's where the rounded part sits on top of the right rectangle, the corner. But, but on the inside of the corner, on the inside uh, of the rectangle, well, where they yeah, meet. like a, like a typical typical woman. I'm very bored of this sports conversation <laughs> right now. 
So that's why I need just, pictures. Just, okay, just to clarify, since we have um, um, all of these guys playing the sport, would a basketball game could also be called a key party? Mm, no. No. Uh, no. I think that would make it more interesting. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> nice try, though. Um, I did have a question for you guys uh, during the scene because um, Andy, then uh, the very adorable Kate Hudson, then proceeds to try to cover her losses, as Liz pointed out, by basically just making a move on uh, Matthew McConaughey. And yes. this was like beginning of the McConaughey. Is this before? When when did this fall in the in the great time that we know as the McConaughey? This was before because this was before he started doing like this is when he was just like floofy like oh i do romantic mm-hmm. comedies he i don't think he'd done rain of fire yet which is like his tip into the dark side and like the more right i'm gritty you know i do action and then yeah. later on he did dallas buyers club where he was oscar you know and then later on that that was the acting um uh reconnaissance when he you know moved into like interstellar and 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 uh the hbo show that i'm completely uh, true, detective, true detective when oh, everyone was yeah. like oh my god he's so amazing you're yeah, right. So that was like fluff, that was like mid teens. Yeah, this okay. is the apex yeah, like of Sahara. his. This is the apex of his uh, Playboy fluff phase. Yeah, he's yes. he's hammered it up real hard. It's a real Playboy Matthew McConaughey. I, I it was just like in my head. I was like, oh, I forgot about this version of you. Hey. I yeah, and it's I keep, been a long time since we've seen this. Yeah. I keep getting this movie confused in my head, in my memory, with Failure to Launch. Well, there's a very good reason for that. Because he plays essentially the same character with just a different blonde female counterpart. Except he (laughs) lives at home and and his counterpart is, uh, no, never mind. No, I'm getting it wrong. Sarah Jessica Parker. I know. Okay. I think. I don't know. Missed that one, guys. Whoops. Sarah Jessica Parker is in that one. It's hard to keep track. Who's in Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? What movies are you guys even talking about? (laughs) I forgot that existed. uh, So in the early 2000s, I was into these sort of rom-com chick flick, like everything had like a pink cover. Um, Some of them I still love. This one, I don't think, I think I only saw it once. And even at age 18, I was like, "Mm, I don't need to see this again. (laughs) it's real hard to watch this movie because the two main characters are despicable like it's they're not great people they're not good people is it it because they're they're lying to each other the whole time and and incapable of being Um, honest or is it just because they're they're... on part of why andy's particularly gross no okay let's 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 just go ahead and like touch on that okay okay she she is the female protagonist uh kate hudson um, kind of in Kate Hudson's like peak phase because she kind of like hit and like started and then like you know rode that for a little while. So then she sort of like you know d- d- declined into other not declined but just drifted off into other less mainstream things. And now she yeah. hawks but this is kind uh, of in her... exercise pants on Facebook. Oh, I buy them. They're great. Actually. <laughs> Are they good? Yeah, every... I'm totally in the fabletics. Uh, Thank you, Kate. Every time I look at them, I'm like, <laughs> they just don't have what exactly what i want and i'm like no target's right down the street they got what i want um for her to like just do this role which is very like i said it it feels like in 2003 this is attempting to be progressive but it just comes across now as very trite she is career oriented because she is doing this to further her career she is but this is like it's pretty sick 
he like I get that he's also not a great person, but she's setting out to try and um like basically make someone fall for her and then immediately not fall like she's playing with someone else's life in a way that's just really I it's not not cool. Liz, what were you saying though about uh her other despicable qualities or perhaps how this movie was attempting to be progressive and really just showed us us icky nasty people oh i i'm I'm pretty sure it was mostly just like we're gonna show you someone who's career focused but every single uh romantic comedy that tried to show a woman being career focused 95 percent of the time they worked at fashion magazines so women can only be career focused when they are telling other women how to be women Mm, that cult of domesticity feels so good, doesn't it, sometimes? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's particularly ugly in almost the first minute of this clip we have is that she does the thing which every woman has done, so I'm not trying to say that this is uh, baseless, but when she realizes that she's kind of like made a goof with the sports referencing the key, uh, she basically like just comes on to him and she starts like going to town on him and it's such a weird moment i don't know if like kate hudson's acting like either it fell flat or it was like trying to be so overt to the audience but i the whole time i was like oh god 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 i hate this like i i'm burying my head in a pillow i was i was confused because i was like okay is she trying to get him to forget the goof she just made or i think so is she further trying to get him to be freaked out and leave because her crazy eyes are like they're very intense those are like level 12 crazy eyes and well, that's a good point i didn't think about that you might be right super weird well because at the beginning i thought for sure she's trying to use sex to distract yeah. him from her mistake but then she actually does so many things to try and make him not want to have sex with her that i was I don't know what her motives are. Yeah, I'm bad. kind of curious myself because it it does seem like at one point she's like distraction. Then she's like, "Oops, I don't actually want to do this. So let's use this to my advantage and try to make him as uncomfortable as possible, doing whatever I can in order so um, that we can not do this." Well, yep. she made me real uncomfortable, so I guess success. Is it uncomfortable because we're watching a woman try to use sex on a man and we're not used to that? Or is it just because this whole scene is absolute garbage? It's her. I, think the, the I think the latter, yeah. Because yeah, okay. it is very weird and clunky and heavy-handed. And, and then just jump right into the, the, the masculine assault on his penis by naming it a feminine uh, name. I and believe you mean we, his member. His, yeah, that's right. His, Member. Why didn't they say penis? I don't know. But I my first note is never trust a dude who calls it his member because yeah. don't. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing with it if he's calling it that. Even like on his own like day to day personal, he's like, oh, I'm 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 being very clinical about my own genitalia. So that's not even that's clinical. That's like uh, <laughs> that's like a, a bodice ripper that you are ashamed and embarrassed to have. Like member also makes it sound like you're referring to it in the third person. I don't know why dick doesn't sound like that, but member does. And like <laughs> people who refer to anything about themselves or their place in the world in third person, I'm just like, what's up with you? No, absolutely not. The other Jesus, thing he's, just... he's about to start talking about it is throbbing loins. And, you know, her her dewy essence. And listen, there's nothing wrong with romance novels, 
but <laughs> there should be romance novels in which women, well, and men, people are empowered to be sexual creatures and okay with it. I just want to mm-hmm. make sure that that's out there. How about the baby language she uses before they get oh, to the discussion oh, oh, on that makes me never want to have sex again, so I'm sure it I, I have a deep and long-abiding aversion to any baby talk whatsoever, be it directed at me or me directing it at the world. It doesn't happen. I loathe it. It's bad. So mm-hmm. it's so gross. It's so gross. That to me was like, a, so it, it is littered all over the 10 minutes that we're talking about. There's multiple instances of it. It's kind of like her constant go back to like be just like, you know, make your skin crawl, which she does very well. But it is one of those like, tropes upon tropes that like i don't even know where to start with this like it's such low-hanging fruit to use it in as a way to sound like a crazy ex-girlfriend or a crazy girlfriend that it's just it's like slapstick to me and it's awful and it just doesn't land and i part of that was like this minute this 10 minute segment is really hard to watch because of all of her baby talk it's awful this i can't this movie is called how to lose a guy in 10 days but if you want to get rid of me just say hello and baby talk and i'm out the door like oh, it's right there awful there was a in that this part too she's like is it little is it big is it little is it big i was like i'm going to punch you in the face right now or my face i'm punching my face <laughs> and she names it no oh. Princess Sophia. It's, you know, it's calculated. But at the same time, his alternatives, not better. Not even remotely better. No. Again, it's like this, it's like low hanging fruit of like, this is some white guy in LA, I'm assuming, who wrote this, who did the screenwriting, who just like basically picked every tropey trope you can possibly imagine like what is the what's the female one? Oh well obviously it's princess something and then the dude's one is like butch which i was like butch is not that dude like lesbians got that space dude back off yeah, yeah. exactly and then spike i was like this is i just like try a little have you tried trying screenwriters have you tried that like just a little <laughs> bit more this was written by a woman and a man <laughs> yeah well the the book was written by a man no, that's uh, Michelle With and Jeannie Long wrote the book. Well, it's French. It's really... Weird. But yeah, the screenplay was written by Brian Regan and Kristen Buckley. Oh, and Burr Steers, Burr whoever Steers. the heck that is. We can blame all genders for this disaster. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, Everyone's I to, blame. to blame white men, but you know. like <laughs> They are every, all, all white everyone. people, <laughs> assumedly. Yeah, they're... Oh, Brian Regan also wrote 102 Dalmatians in 2000. Yikes, that tells me everything <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> Well, he's a stand-up comedian who has some note, but I don't. I've never really like paid attention to his writing career, so I don't know. Yeah, that that whole um, scene is terrible with the um, couch. She's got him like half stripped down, and then they start having a conversation about what they're going to name his penis, not his member. It's his. Dick. You can say that, people. Uh, and it's she's just doing. No, no, no. Like, on that couch, it's it's members only. Members oh. only. I mean, I was going to make a members only jacket joke uh, or like members only joke. Like, I don't know. Well, maybe that's what maybe, maybe that's what he calls condoms is a five, members only jacket. Five minutes ago. And I thought better of it. Um, you know, one of the other things I noticed in the segment we watch is the um, number of other cutesy things. So I'm sure we'll talk about the dog, but there's like teddy bears prominently featured in this scene. Yeah, there's a lot of like 
stuffed animals like i mean she's kind of got all of the airs of like someone who's like super into disney like there's a lot of that feel in it like an adult who's into disney which i should say if you're an adult into disney that's that's fine but the way it's being played up in the movie it's uh it's a little sickly yeah like yeah. i love a disney movie i would call myself a disney fan i the only stuffed animals in my house are here because they're dog toys and they will soon <laughs> not be stuffed. Because your dogs will murder them? Like, oh, yeah. I she, want to murder this movie? She, she go rip that fluff right out. I have like three I more. would like to point out the weirdness between the baby the baby talk and the stuffed animals being like these like hallmarks. Like basically infantilizing her is what makes her unattractive. And yes. It should not be an attractive thing. But it's basically saying like, oh, it's, oh, it's just – this is not a movie to watch minute by minute or even chunks because it's just there's so much going on here that is not uh, good. It's, it's hard, though, it's beca- because she's the one who has to, like, turn on all the crazy vibes and he's just the one that has to put up with it, which yeah. is in and of itself like a trope of men and women, like right. historical stereotypes in the house, which, like, again, maybe that's why this feels so icky to me is that they're just, to me, like imbuing the qualities that we just associate with like just immaturity and people being bad. But I think that was like, maybe that is why like this just got so under my skin. Well, it's like, we're supposed to see her writing this article and being, um, and doing these things to prove that they are not behaviors that women should pursue, but we spend the whole movie watching her behave this way and then at the end, yeah. I'm pretty sure they end up together. So the overall message of the movie is be all of these wacked nut things and it's going to work out. So what's that uh, book and movie people are obsessed with? And I'm going to let's just go full trope here. Chicks are really into it. Um, it's crazy girl that fakes her murder and then her husband gets oh, framed. Gone girl. Gone Girl. Gone girl this, yeah. this has a real Gone Girl flavor of like two people that are terrible and deserve nothing other than to rot in hell who end up together with each other at the end. Like that that's my hot take on this. Yeah. Well, at least they're saving others from the terror of themselves. Can we talk about the bro marketing scene that we get next after the um, botched uh, Andy trying to get away and then he the, takes the up the botched member naming? Yeah. yeah, the botch member naming, and then uh, he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to call you. And she's like, damn it. And then it goes to his weird bro office. Yeah, yeah. all the wood and pool table, and let's take five, boys. Let's play some nine ball. It's like, we, we, we've thrown around three ideas. We're exhausted. Let's go be men. Yeah, my favorite part is the character, what's-his-face, um, the guy in the, in the tan suit. I was going to say, he's in t-shirt like a, or jacket. <laughs> um, not Adam Goldberg. Um the other the guy Thomas Jim from uh, God, yeah what's his name what is that Thomas, actor's Thomas Lennon's is Thomas Lennon I love how they're like spitballing ideas for their creative campaign that they're working on their marketing campaign um, so I do work in marketing and I can tell you guys we don't open a thesaurus just to think about words to go with a campaign because that's not how you do marketing what <laughs> no crazy <laughs> It's 2003. The th- thesaurus.com existed. Yeah. Get on yeah. your get on your fancy igloo iMac G4 back there and look up some words on the internet. I love that computer. I had it and I I love it. It's my favorite part of this movie. I didn't even notice it. You're right, but there she is. There's one on the bulletin board in the back 
that they presumably they worked on the marketing campaign for, which I do not believe because they're garbage. Um, (laughs) And then there's one on the desk behind uh, our friend Oatmeal Colored Suit. It is interesting, though, because, like, after this weird sort of, like, truce that happens the night before, like, he's kind of revved up, Matthew McConaughey. Like, he's like, now I got this. I'm going to stick with it. Like, she's crazy. It's just, like, such, like, the classic, like, all right, bros, let me tell you what I got to do with this crazy chick. And it, again, this, and then they're doing it at work, and they're, like, trying to play and have fun. Again, talk about things that, like, don't hold up from 2003. This entire scene is just, like, ugh, icky. Three dudes (laughs) standing in a room. One's drawing a picture. One is half-heartedly looking at a book, and the other is playing with a mini basketball. Yeah, presumably working on a very, very large account file for diamonds. Uh, for Bulgari. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then of course it's 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 his inspiration from from the female character that gives him Ugh. the idea to like because he can't think of a he he can't put himself into the mindset of of appealing to the feminine demographic without input from a female because this is impossible i mean you just can't think like that and then so Andy Lee, i mean he in. did steal the idea from her yeah he did yeah he did he did and give ran he, took credit with it he did give her a little bit more credit than i thought he would but not really yeah but yeah so she shows up with that uh furry kawakian monkey lizard oh yeah the chinese <laughs> what kind of chinese what is that dog chinese, chinese crested? crested crested short hair i yeah. think chinese yeah. short hair chinese crested Oh, Chinese short hair does not show me the dog photos I wanted. It's people photos. Not helpful. <laughs> Chinese crested. Mm-hmm, you're right. Dog. Chinese crested dog. Yeah. I would also like to point out that uh, when he busts into the room with the idea, we do get to see our basically only person of color in this in this cast. I didn't even notice that. I'm watching it again. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> There's a person of color in this movie. Yeah. Uh uh, her name is Michael Michelle, and she is uh, her mother is African American, and, and her father is Caucasian. And uh, so there you go. I didn't know that. That's cool. Wow. Because this is a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, <laughs> that dog comes in two different uh, types. They can either be the powder puff or the hairless. I'm very interested. The kind, <laughs> the kind we see is the hairless uh, because it is meant to look kind of like that famous um dog that got the famous ugly dog it, it kind of is uh channeling some of those mm. qualities like it it definitely she's playing it up as like this very homely looking animal that she sidled him with well because he can have a dog that looks manly like a like what would what would he think a manly dog is a, a pit bull or rottweiler like, a rottweiler, rottweiler yeah. manly dog this is yeah. 2003 this is everybody was really to. afraid of pit bulls He'd want like yeah. an English bulldog. Wow, I just realized too that she's wearing a Burberry uh, scarf. Uh-huh. The dog is in a Burberry sweater, and yep. then she obviously brings him the jacket. Yep. That is legitimately the only funny thing I've seen in this entire 10 minutes. <laughs> Adam Goldberg's character is just like, wow, you, you look like the inside of a raincoat. <laughs> I thought that line That's was. Kind of funny. I, I, yeah. I didn't hate that line. <laughs> there's there's other like i mean obviously this is designed for his misery right but andy is dressing him so again like turning him into the infant the mothering Mm -hmm. thing um Mm -hmm. these these tropes just like corkscrews digging into him um the fact that they're all matching uh god this this to me is just family photos they are they are and actually (laughs) that's if you think about it kind of the scene that comes after that that's maybe that was some actual 
narrative framing that was important. Although probably not because uh, this movie's terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I'm I'm with you because we come to the like the great like conclusion that his like oh I have this massive inspiration for this campaign that's been driving us nuts forever, and it's it's basically go f- yourself. I mean, it's yeah. what it sounds like. Frost yeah. yourself. It's well, bad. And it if can't it says be coincidental frost- that it sounds that. No, if you're going to say frost yourself, it's like, f*** off, go get your own jewelry. Men shouldn't have to buy you jewelry, ladies. You could buy it for yourselves. It's weird. Is, and is also. That, is, is that the thrust of the campaign they're going for? No. Is like, you know, because later on, uh, Parks and Rec said it better with treat yourself. Yeah, it's true. The whole get frosted or like frost yourself thing. It, it I don't know what the joke or the attempt of that was, but. The technical term for what he did do from Andy, by the way, is one of my favorite terms from the Feminist Fight Club, which is a fantastic book if you've never read it, uh, which is called bro-preating. So oh. that's where, so that, just so you know, that is the term. He bro-preated it. Nice. Um, he sure did. He and did. then he, then he so. went into the room and he mansplained it to the two women. So there's another yeah. one for you. Hey, other hot take. Is everyone at this firm wearing a different color of beige? <laughs> Well, once he gets his uh, Burberry shirt on, yes, he had blue on to show that he's different. But uh, everybody else is dressed like a bowl of oatmeal. Um, and so and then we close it out with this big, like, she comes over to his place and we see that he's already, like, taken up the dog and he's got the dog food and, like, oh, 17 message on his answering machine, which I think they they try to parlay that they're all from him. They're all from her. Because, we do hear you know, one women be calling. We hear one that's not that's about the game tonight. It's at five. Yeah, Don't yeah. be late. It's interesting that there's 17 messages on his answering machine. That's an odd number. How about answering machine? Who is a landline? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Uh, oh. Also, but, that's a Verizon that. phone, so that's some nice uh, some nice sponsorship that just gets right thrown there. right in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has gone out and bought dog food and dog bowls for this dog, and. Well, that's fine, whatever. But he sets the dog on the kitchen counter, which gross because it has a peeing problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. But he sets the dog bowl down, and instead of using the sink that's right fucking there, he pours some Bud Diesel in that dog bowl. Man, that dog is <laughs> tiny. That much beer could probably kill that dog. God, the scene and is And that terrible. much crappy beer. It's awful. Again, these these are two terrible humans. This is a life of an animal, and they could care no f- about it. It was like, like one step people. forward, two steps back. He bought some pedigree and some bowls. He was presumably going to feed the dog that he did not ask for, and then he's assuming responsibility for a living being. Well, and then he f- it up because he's a dude, and dude dudes cannot take care of human beings or or any beings without you know getting them drunk or maybe putting them in moral peril. I wish the dog had its sweater on. It looks so cold in this scene. <laughs> that's another way. That's another way he fails. That's he because it, his dog properly warm. His apartment is cold and spare. It needs the woman's touch. It does. Except I'm looking and there's four pots on his stove. That bro does not cook at home. Give me a break. No way. <laughs> He's got olive oil too. Sorry, I'm just looking at these frames. Um, yeah, Andy walks in then because of course now she's on like. Full, okay, I've left you presumably 15 or more messages on your machine, and I've given you this dog, and then she shows up. She's like, oh, sorry, I've been trying to get a hold of you again. I'm going to show up uh, while my messages are still playing, before you've uh, even heard all of my messages. uh, I'm back. 
This is this movie is the Big Bang Theory. Uh, just good God, I can't even handle this. <laughs> Another reason why we don't want to go back to 2003 is the Photoshop technology was terrible. <laughs> I mean, that actually was funny though. <laughs> these are, I think they're supposed to be like purposely bad. But my question is, why would you Photoshop him and the Dirndl? <laughs> as a child is yeah. one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in my life. But the very first picture she shows their wedding picture. Why would she Photoshop <laughs> younger them in the wedding photos? <laughs> That's not how time works, Andy. That's not how time works. You're not Photoshopping. Because she's got to have babies. a way to show that she got, she's been in contact with his mother to get all these photos for the baby picture. She can do that. This I don't tire. This is not this a hill entire. I'm going to die on. <laughs> it's all terrible. This that whole scene is, this is all hot garbage. I don't even know. Where do I start with this? This is so dumb. It's, it's so dumb. Oh, well, because you're going to have to put in like the, this is what men are afraid of commitment. They're afraid of settling down. They're afraid of looking into the future and not, and having to grow out of being a giant boy child. And women are the inverse of that, of course. Right. Yeah, exactly. Over, like, because women planned, only want to do nothing but like, Here's my wedding. I've been dreaming since I was six. And, you know, like, here's our children. And I, I've thought everything out to the nth degree. There's nothing in your life that will maintain surprise or, or spontaneity. It's all down to, like, the next 40 years of your life are going to be spent. And they have it summed up in this book. Let's do it. I just keep getting hung up on the technical aspects of this. If she knows how to use Photoshop well enough to merge two images together to make one face... Can she please size them appropriately to the body and put them in, a, you know, find a picture that is at an appropriate angle? Yeah, there's some real lacking finishing and polishing touches of her Photoshop abilities that yeah. I really found. She needs to work on her and la- I'm a layer, lazy bomb. layer usage. But I will at least match the angles and size of the two images I'm trying to stick together. So weird. This, the whole photo album thing. It's just bonkers. And then his mom calls. And this is, this is my, this is my Andy rant from earlier. Does anybody else have anything oh, they want to talk yeah. about from the no, album? No. I, 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 I want to hear the Andy rant. What kind of cruel, mean, psychopathic, sociopathic asshole drags someone's mother into their crazy game? <laughs> this woman did nothing to you. This woman is not playing tricks on you. She presumably wants her son to be happy. She is trying to be happy because he thinks she thinks that you are making him happy, I am assuming. And you're playing games with her. What a fucking terrible person. How dare you? <laughs> that's, that's, here, here. You hit yeah. every nail on the head. There you and go. she says i love you to her on the phone when they're hanging uh, up how gross. dare you gross what a terrible bad person you are a garbage person andy i don't care what your end game is here you don't have you're already ruined trying to set out to ruin one person's maybe not life but year or month whatever how, why, why do you have to have so much collateral damage with it how, his mother come on i'm done poor glenda is, are the screenwriters trying to say that if like women really do want to advance their career, that this is the sick moves that they go to, therefore they shouldn't? Is that what this is trying to tell us? Oh my God! Is this telling me to? Is this just one big propaganda piece to tell me to stay yeah, in my lane? It's not like it's not like 
women can't like work hard and do like good things and come up with great ideas and push their ideas through. They have to resort to this weird like borderline like psychopathic behavior of it's like manipulation. manipulation and and insertion and 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 making them think that this was their idea to start with when it really was your idea, which is all just you know it's. It's pure, like, like hardcore, dark psychology. I kind of agree. We should burn all this to the ground, um, especially that photo album. She didn't even do that good of a job packaging it up, by the way. Like, the no. scrapbooking itself was, I guess the Subpar. stickers were pretty good. Yeah, but, like, the overall packaging, I thought, was quite lacking, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty standard scrapbook. I, made, I went through a brief scrapbooking phase in the nice. very early 2000s. It no, was... No, it was, it was arranged so more, on it. The, it was more visually appealing. For someone who works at a magazine, her layout and design skills leave a lot to be desired. It's not great. It's terrible. Not great. Um, when I was looking at RottenTomatoes.com, which, by the way, gave this movie a 42%, um, there was a little highlight uh, that came from Anne Hornaday, the critic from the Washington Post, who said, Resorts to the kinds of cliches that were so yesterday, two weeks ago. So apparently even in 2003, some people, especially women in the critics space, which how many women are in the critics space? Again, not many. Um, <laughs> we're saying like, get real, guys. Like we dealt with this. Like, stop. This is cliches that we have been banding around for decades and we're over it. So thank you, Anne Hornaday from The Washington Post. It meant, we, earlier we posed the question is like, is it just because we're living today that this feels dated and, and static and like, like it never is like, you know, kind of insulting, but like, no, like if they're like at the time reviewing and saying the exact same stuff 15 years ago, then they're not breaking new ground. They're not treading anything. All they're doing is just rehashing stereotypes and reinforcing sexism. Wait, I got one more from Rex Reed of the observer, more <laughs> like an exercise in how to lose an audience in 10 minutes. Burn. Oh, Burn. Nailed it, Rex Reed. <laughs> Good one, Rex. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. <laughs> it's weird because after I finished this clip, I think this I think I when I saw this movie, which was in the mid two thousands ish, um, I don't think I got much past this scene, like in my actual full viewing of it. And when I finished this minute I did not want to proceed, uh, mostly because Liz is right. The whole encounter with the mom is really icky. I was like, okay, first of all, you've endangered the life of a pet, which for me is capital punishment. So that's terrible. And now you've brought the mom in, which to me, the dog is worse. But the mom is very important as well, because I was like, that's just cruel and unusual. You should not be doing it. So all in all, but those two things together just made me just like, I was it. All right, walk away from this. I'm yeah. going to walk away. I'm not interested. I hadn't even thought about the stunt adoption of that animal. Yeah, but basically she did it just to mess with him. It's bad. Don't do that, listeners. If you're going do to adopt an yeah, animal, you are responsible to love and to. care for that animal until its dying day. Do you you're hear not, me? Not pawn it off on some I dude you're trying you. to get rid of. It's bad. Oh, I didn't know the self uh, that it was based on the self-help book of the same name, which was subtitled The Universal Don't of Dating. Ugh. Mm. That kind of explains why everything is awful, because like every trope is like a don't. Yeah, uh, right? it's just distilled like, down to the bad stuff. Yeah, it's not about it's not you couldn't actively give like a positive okay, maybe, you know, this is how you can be yourself and express yourself, but still, like, find somebody. It's It's got to be like, it, these are the sh 
you shouldn't do, ladies. Yeah. Walk it, away from these options. Instead of saying, if you love basketball, you should find a, a man to talk to uh, talk to about basketball. Maybe you will have a connection. It's It yeah. frames it as the complete opposite, as hide who you are, but that's bad. But we're only going to talk to you about how to do the bad thing because that's secretly what we really want you to do. It's, it's bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. It's a movie based on a book that shouldn't have been written. It's also insane, too. So um, my background is in journalism and Andy is an aspiring journalist. Um, I forgot that she wanted to cover political stories, <clears throat> which is interesting because then she basically goes into an undercover, false, salacious uh, situation where she is attempting to basically hoodwink someone using immoral actions uh to gain and to game her own story so like there's a lot of issues there um she should have taken some more classes in ethics because journalism ethics is a pretty big deal especially these days i know everyone in 2003 wasn't sure yet but it was definitely going to become a big deal in the next 15 years so just i mean even that alone, like it, it's so surreptitious, it's nasty. Like you don't go to be a political journalist and then you go undercover and lie to try to get a story about how to lose a guy in ten days. Get real. Well, her next big article is going to be how to lose an election in ten days. Nice, you brought it back full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just full well, circle. Maybe like we can be we, done talking about this. I feel like we've yes. hit all the high points and and all of the low points as well, um, listeners. Uh, these are our opinions. If you don't share them, that's fine. But we just happen to have strong opinions on, you know, the position of a woman in the workplace and how she should comport herself in an actual romantic scenario versus this weird stuff that that this movie was made into. And it's it's gross. Just Everyone. do better. Men do better. Women do better. Everyone do better. Don't don't just do better. Do better. And if there is a better battle of the sexes movie, like it, first of all, it ain't this one. So I'm interested to know what it is because yeah. I have. I have major problems with that idea as a premise. Um, but I think that there's maybe some stories there to explore and some movies that I don't know about. So I'm not willing to crap all over it completely. But, hey, if you know one, you should probably tell us because uh, I would be interested to know. Well, uh, Megan, um, just tell about who you are and like where they can find you if you want them to find you anywhere. Yeah, um, I guess. So I actually am a professional writer and I do marketing. Um, but you can probably find me at Twitter. My uh, handle is Mego, M-E-G-G-O underscore Costello, C-O-S-T-E-L-L-O at Twitter. And I have a website where I do my freelance work at Megan-Costello.com. But otherwise, I don't really exist anywhere because I don't have shows. Uh, So that's just who I am in terms of like not podcasting and complaining about anti-feminist things. All right. Uh, Liz, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me complaining about anti-feminist things on my podcast, Mean Girls Minute where we talk about the movie Mean Girls uh, one minute at a time. And, you know, it doesn't have as much for me to complain about as this movie does. But don't worry, I find plenty. <laughs> you can do the internet thing at uh, Twitter, Mean Girls, at Mean Girls Minute. Yeah, and you can find me at the Mogwai Minute. Um, uh, there's, there's some feminist ranting on my show as well, but mostly we talk about food and also nice. the movie Gremlins, <laughs> both one and two. Um, but it always, always comes back comes back to food 
So um, if you want to hear weird food talk from a guy from America and a guy from England, who lives bring in it Hong on. Kong, who lives in Hong Kong. So I get we get it. We get it. We get global with it, people. We get global with it. All right. So, uh, yeah. So that was uh, our little chunk of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And I guess uh, carry on to the next chunk. And bye. Bye. Bye.